0: Thank you for joining us for this broadcast. Pentecostals believe that becoming a preacher, being involved in a preaching ministry, that's not a career that a person can just choose like you would choose to be a doctor or a lawyer. We believe that God has to call you into that ministry. The Apostle Paul, in his epistles, he frequently makes reference to his call to preach the gospel. Of course, we read about his call to preach the gospel in Acts chapter 9. He has this dramatic experience on the road to Damascus. But how does a person today know if God is calling them into a preaching ministry? Is every preaching call as dramatic as the one that Paul experienced? I would say, let, let me give you a background first. I believe every Christian is called to ministry. Now, when I say ministry, that's a synonym for service. So not everyone is called to a preaching ministry, but everyone is called to a place of service in the body of Christ. So at the beginning of our discussion, I would say every child of God, every Christian, every young person should be actively seeking what is my role in the church, what do I contribute to the church in addition to faithful attendance and worship and giving and, and uh, what am I doing specifically that maybe someone else isn't doing. Am I teaching Bible studies? Am I reaching out to win souls? Am I volunteering in Sunday school? Am I singing in the choir? You know, am I uh, doing an outreach for the homeless? I should have some identifiable place of service in the body of Christ. And so a call comes out of that. Now, what your question is focused on is what I would say is the fivefold ministry of Ephesians chapter 4. And what we would say in our terminology, those who are called to preach, teach, and lead. And to those uh, to whom the UPCI would give ministerial credentials. I do believe there should be a definite call to the preaching ministry or the pulpit ministry, as I, what, what the Bible calls ministers of the gospel. Uh, now, that call can come in many different ways, and it doesn't necessarily have to be dramatic. When there is a dramatic intervention, I usually find it's to confirm a process that's already been going on or in some cases to get our attention so that we will start a process, so that we start thinking things we haven't thought before. So don't just sit around waiting for God to call you. That's not going to happen. Get involved. And as you're involved, I I like to say 90% of the will of God is doing what you know to do. If you're not doing what you know to do, don't expect God to reveal something else. Another illustration I use, if you're sitting in the car in the parking lot, the ignition is off, and you say, okay, God, give me direction. Show me where to go. You'll sit there forever. You'll never go anywhere. But if you'll start the ignition, you'll start rolling out of the parking lot, choose a direction, and start heading somewhere that you think is productive, then God can very easily put his hand on the steering wheel and turn it and go a direction you wouldn't know to go or give you direction that you didn't have. The point is you've got to actively be doing what you know to do. When you don't know what else to do, do what you know to do. It's always God's will to have a prayer life. It's God always God's will to witness to people and share your testimony, teach a Bible study, or, or seek to win a soul. It's always God's will to be faithful to church. It's always God's will to study the Scriptures. It's always God's will to train yourself. And if you feel any potential desire called to leadership or ministry, it might be a good idea to go to a Bible college or Urshan College or take some online classes or even a local community college, take some classes that would prepare you for your future. You know, it's always good to prepare, even if you don't know exactly what the the end result will be. And, and so you start from that context. So, so the will of God is not something way out there in a fog that you stumble around for years and suddenly you find, or suddenly there's a voice from heaven or a bright light. Really, the will of God is more evolving or unfolding, where you're you're already in the will of God. You stay in the will of God. So what am I doing this week? It should be in the will of God. If it's not, change it. What are my plans for this month? It should be in the will of God. What are my plans for this year? Am, am I going to college? Am I uh, taking a new job? Am I pursuing a career? Well, I should feel like it's God's will. And so then it's a matter of the will of God unfolding or evolving. It's a matter of staying in the will of God. So if you really are wondering, am I called specifically to preach? Well, actually we have a couple of books. One by David Reaver, So You May Feel Your called to Preach, and another recent one by Gary Dornbach. I forget the exact name, but both of them, What If You Think You're Called to Preach? Um, th- those would be good books to read. They're available at PentecostalPublishing.com. But here's here's the way to think about ministry. Preaching ministry is not primarily the pulpit. It should start with your personal spiritual discipline. So if you're not faithful in that, make sure you have a personal, consistent prayer life, study life, church life. God will speak through those means. Second, do you have a burden for souls? Are you winning souls? Are you sharing your testimony? Are you contacting people, inviting them to church? Are you teaching a Bible study? If you're not doing any of that, then you don't really understand what ministry is supposed to be about. I would say get engaged in that and maybe volunteer for something, a a jail ministry or a nursing home ministry, campus ministry, a home friendship group or home Bible study. And even if you say, well, I don't, I don't plan to spend the rest of my life preaching in nursing homes. Well, well, you got to start somewhere. And in that process of getting involved in soul winning will help guide you as to what God is calling you to do. You won't know necessarily what you're called to do in advance until you start working. So get involved in outreach. The third thing I would say is get involved in inreach. So do you have a burden for the people who are in the church? Maybe the new convert, the person on the fringes, the person of a minority, the person that doesn't seem to fit in well, the person who's unfaithful. Are you praying with people in the altar? Are you always the first to leave? And go get something to eat. Are are you lingering, helping someone? Are are you contacting people that may be struggling or or who missed church and taking the initiative to give them a phone call or a text or an email or maybe even a handwritten note? Are you uh, are you discipling someone? Maybe you brought someone to church. They did receive the Holy Ghost. Are you mentoring them? Uh, are you inviting people out to lunch or or after church or to coffee or to your home or for games? particularly people, as I said, that don't seem to have friends, that don't fit in, or they're on the fringes, or they're part of a minority. Are you going out of your way to break those barriers? If you have those kind of burdens, that's an indication that God is leading you into the pulpit ministry. If you just have this burning desire to preach on Sunday morning, that may be more self than God. But if you're drawn to a life of spiritual disciplines... If you're drawn, and it's not to say you don't have struggles, to be consistent, but you feel drawn, I need to be praying. I need to study God's word. There's a hunger, a zeal. If you're drawn to winning souls, if you're drawn to encouraging and helping people who are already in the church, those three things are all great indicators. And so as you get involved in these different activities, you'll feel a burden, you'll feel drawn. That will be a good indication that God is calling you. Specifically, I would say, when this burden gets very strong, you, you continue to pray, God, reveal your will in your own way, your own time, let me know. You can't quantify it. You can't demand how God will do it. You can't demand an audible voice or a dream, but you, you, can, you can pray, God, I'm feeling this, but I need to know for sure. I need confirmation. And in some way of his own choosing, it may be through a, a sermon It may be through a comment of a stranger. It may be a dream or a vision. It may be a prayer meeting in which there's an overwhelming burden and you get up from that prayer meeting that burden saying, I feel this. Uh, It could be while you're ministering in some setting and and you just feel, yes, this is what I, I long for. This is what I desire. At some point, you need to sit down and talk to your pastor, share your feelings. And most of the time, your pastor probably has a very good idea already of to say, yes, I do feel God has been dealing with you like this. I affirm this. Or he might say, you know, I would like to see a whole lot more of such and such. And that might be a nice way, and sometimes he might be blunt, saying, you know what, I don't see that. Um, And it might not be that you're totally wrong. It might be now's not the time. Or it might be that you need to go through a process until your pastor can see what's going on. So definitely uh, talk to your pastor. And I think you might have other spiritual mentors. It might be your parents or uh, some senior in the church that you've worked with. They might also be able to give you wise counsel and advice. And then I would say I I have what I call the open-door policy. So when you're seeking God's will, you're seeking confirmation, you're wondering... Well, if a good opportunity opens up, just walk through it. So somebody says, well, I want you to speak to the youth group. Well, I'm not a preacher. But you say, wait a minute. Maybe God has given me this opportunity. Let's try it. Well, could you come speak to our nursing home? Well, I don't really have a burden for nursing home, but wait a minute, it's an open door. And so as you start walking through the open doors, God will reveal His will to you. And so I can't really give you a formula. But I can say through prayer, through active ministry, through talking to your pastor, focused prayer, asking for direction, uh, and then walking through the doors that God opens for you, I believe you can uh, get, have a definite experience. And I would say you should be able to have a definite experience that you can look back on and say, yes, God called me to preach the gospel. Now, it may be a different type of ministry. It may not be a, a camp meeting preacher. Uh, You may not be a senior pastor. It may be heavily teaching or even counseling, pastoral-type counseling. But at some point, I, I think you must have a definite call, an inner voice that says, God wants me to preach and teach and lead His people. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. We hope you'll make plans to join us again next time when once again we take a look at how the Bible applies to our everyday lives.